I said it on episode one. I said it on episode 10. I even said it on episode 20. And I'm saying it again on episode 30. I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco the podcast. And I am fight. You guys broke me, you sons of bitches. I, this is such... This question is a it's a one word answer on a on an IG story Q&A. It's a one word answer. No, the Patriots are not tanking. Belichick would not tank. He does not give a shit about Trevor Lawrence, whoever the fucking other college quarterbacks are that are going to come out. This is the most important year of Belichick's career except for a Super Bowl year, and I'm thinking he didn't even need number six. Five was important. Six was just kind of, it was nice. It was sweet. But this year will have more to do with his legacy than any year up to maybe the first four or five Super Bowls. But this is definitely more important than the sixth Super Bowl. This is the this is year one without Brady. He's competitive. He's a historical nut freak, and this year is going to be important to him. And I can't imagine Belichick just sitting back and letting his team just go and fuck things up and fuck up his legacy when he's 68 years old. He's the greatest coach of all time. And the only thing that can fuck his legacy up is Brady getting all the credit for the last 20 years. He's not going to let it happen. So anyways, let's get into... Who, what, where, when, why, and how I think they're going to make this happen. And flesh out kind of the last 45 seconds of what I just gave you. Let's get into it. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're subbed to the pod. So this question is brought to you by Broski Breeze on IG. And he's asking... As I kind of detailed in the in the opening, he's asking if the Patriots are tanking. And I've gotten this question a few times, and, and Broski just happened to be the one that broke the camel's back. Uh, and I'm finally deciding to jump in and, and answer it. This should be pretty fucking clear to, to you guys, but the answer is no. The Patriots are not tanking. Bill Belichick is 68 years old. I guess we'll start. There's there's two avenues to go down here, right? We can talk about Belichick. We can talk about Brady. We can talk about the offensive weapons. We can talk about the defense. But we'll start with Belichick and just kind of see where the rest of this goes. The man is 68 years old. He's the greatest head coach of all time. He just got a divorce, basically, is the is the best way to explain it, from his from the greatest quarterback of all time who has been by his side for all six Super Bowl rings that he has as a head coach and for the past, what, 20 years. So forgive me if, uh, the, if you need anything to get the competitive juices going, it's a change of scenery and, and Brady and Belichick both get a change of scenery. Brady's moving into a new house. Belichick gets to put up some new wallpaper paint the room, maybe an accent color, maybe get like a new a new bedroom set. You know, the I this is kind of like uh when Jerry Rice left as a, it's got to come back to the Niners at some point in this pod, you know it's gonna. 
but this isn't for for Belichick. I mean, for Brady, it's fairly obvious that he's got the there's like a a Montana thing there. Montana went and finished his career with with the Chiefs, Brady with the Bucks. Uh, but for Belichick, I feel like this, even though he's not switching teams, I feel like this is kind of like like Jerry Rice, where you know Jerry was still you know widely and and indisputably considered the greatest receiver of all time, even while he was playing. But had a couple down years and had been started to get overshadowed by Terrell Owens, and even to the point that To set the NFL record for catches in a game during Jerry Rice's last game as a 49er. And then he went across the bay to the Raiders and put up a couple of thousand-yard seasons in his late 30s and early 40s. And Jerry, I think, has even gone on record in saying it like really fired him up and got the competitive juices going again to to have switched teams and and uh, been around a, a new group of guys. Belichick, who I, I'm sure prides himself on being, and I, by all accounts is, you know, one of the best teachers that football has ever seen, not just coaches, but teachers, now has uh, uh, now has a, a rookie, essentially a, a rookie quarterback, a guy who's never played in, you know, He's thrown four passes through four passes last year, completed two of them. I mean, Julian Edelman completed two passes last year. So he's got a he's got a blank slate to work with in Jarrett Stidham. And I've even made the argument, listen, Belichick is not, you know, the offensive guru. You know, this this the Brady's a system quarterback nonsense ignores the fact that Belichick is a, a defensive first head coach. But Belichick obviously has a has a has an imprint that he puts on his team, and and Jared Stidham and a very good defense, I think are going to win you ten plus games this season. So let's talk about the defense for because Brady never played defense to my knowledge. I mean, he threw a pick every once in a while, but to my knowledge, you know, never played defense. He's probably better than Gronk at free safety, but. Never played defense. And in 16 of Belichick's 20 years with the Patriots, they've had a top 10 defense in points allowed. And 16 of 20 years, they've had a top 10 defense. If you're looking at points against, points allowed. So let's look at last year's top 10 defenses. You got the Patriots, Bills, Ravens, Bears, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, 49ers, Packers, and Broncos. Those were the top 10 defenses and points allowed. Eight of those teams went to the, uh, sorry, seven of those teams went to the, the playoffs. So Belichick in 80% of his seasons has had a top 10 defense. And last season, 70% of top 10 defenses went to the playoffs. And the Patriots did that. And won the division, just like they always do. Didn't get the bye, but won the division, just like they always do. And did it with only the 15th best offense in the league. Even with Brady. So, you know, I'm not terribly concerned that... Yeah, mm, let me say this. With all due respect to Brady, the season he put up last year 
is not going to be hard for Jarrett Stidham to kind of replicate. Brady threw a touchdown on less than 4% of his passes. He was very careful with the ball, only a 1.3% interception rate. Threw for 4,000 yards. But this was not a, and but, but, and significantly, like a 6.6, 6.7 yards per attempt, which is terrible. And you can chalk that up to a lot of things. He's older. Maybe he's not throwing the ball as far down the field. Maybe it was the game plan. Maybe it was the fact that he didn't have any weapons. I mean, Edelman caught 100 catches, but you don't really want your. Do you really want your slot receiver catching that many passes every year? His second leading receiver was James White, the running back. So certainly didn't have the weapons. I don't know that I'm, – I'm certain that Enkeel Harry is not the answer. They didn't really do anything that I can tell, that I can remember, that even like comes to mind on the offensive side of the ball. There were guys out there they could have gotten, but they're kind of wedged up against the salary cap. And then they didn't really, you know, they didn't draft a quarterback. So they're rolling with Stidham. And and I, I know nothing about Stidham. I've literally never seen him play. But what I can tell you is that he threw less picks in his entire college career than first-round pick Jordan Love threw last year. And if you look at it as a percentage of throws, it's about 1.5%. And he was playing predominantly in the SEC at Auburn. So he's careful with the ball. There's a second-round pick for the Patriots. They've got to like him. They've got to, you know, they've got to be thinking that, you know, they knew that Brady was 42, right? It's not like this came as a shock or a surprise to them. So this wasn't, they knew they couldn't draft a a true project quarterback. This wasn't going to be somebody like Jordan Love that they were going to sit and mold for the next three or four years. They had to expect that this guy might have to step in and play a playoff game. This guy might have to step in and start a few games in the middle of the season. This guy might have to step in and take over in 2020 because... You know, Brady wasn't under contract. He was a free agent. And there's all the, you know, the reports of the drama and everything else. So I think the Patriots knew that when they drafted him, this was going to be a guy that was going to have to start games fairly quickly. And then on top of that, you know, there were guys, there were there were quarterbacks there. They could have done something. And they didn't. And maybe... Maybe it was bad luck, and maybe they weren't able to trade up to get the guy they wanted, or whatever. But they did nothing. They're rolling with Stidham and Brian Hoyer right now. Cam Newton was out there, is out there. I think it's worth the gamble. Cam would, I'm sure, welcome the starting opportunity, especially to be able to to play for an organization like, like the Patriots. And maybe kind of like, get some of that I don't know that that uh what's the word I'm looking for here can I get some of that that 
I think it's unfair, but that's some, that kind of that stigma that he's got that maybe he's not a, a a team first guy or whatever. I like him, and I and I and I think he should be signed, and I think teams are are silly for not. But you know, I've run a meme page, and now a a mildly successful. It's well, let's just leave out the mildly successful. I run a podcast, so I'm having fun. And if I'm having fun, it's a success. Anyways, the um, so the scenario here is you've got the greatest coach of all time who consistently has a top 10 defense. Top 10 defenses consistently make the playoffs. You've got a quarterback who takes care of the ball, at least in college, that the greatest coach of all time seems to like enough to roll the ball out there for him. They don't have much in the way of weapons, but they've got some guys. It's not the cupboard's not completely bare. I mean, Edelman and, and James White are better than a lot of guys on a lot of teams. And the hill that they've got to climb on the offensive side of the ball isn't as high as you think it is. Just to put Brady's last season in perspective, when I run the numbers, under a 4% touchdown percentage, 16, you know, 16 games started and uh, less than a seven yards per attempt. You get names like Sam Bradford, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tarveris Jackson, the immortal Tarveris Jackson, Alex Smith, Ryan Tannehill, Tyrod Taylor, Joe Flacco, Sam Bradford. I said Sam Bradford already. So again, the hill on the offensive side of the ball isn't terribly high. And the defense lost some guys, but the Patriots lose guys all the time on defense. And they still, again, 80% of the time, they're there in the top 10. So, no, I don't th- I think I think this is what you'd call a retooling year, right? Kind of take a year off from, you know, they might not expect to win a Super Bowl like they have for the last 19 or 20 years. But the I'm, I'm sure Belichick's goal is still to win the division. They're going to be a motherfucker to play. And guarantee you that he'll have them ready. If Belichick was going to tank, he would just retire. Because taking a year off at 68 years old to draft Trevor Lawrence conceivably next year, when there's no guarantee. I mean, the Dolphins looked like they were actually trying to tank last year. And through effort and coaching, ended up winning five games. Whatever it was. The Bengals had plenty of talent, but didn't have good coaching and what didn't look like any effort. And they ended up with the number one pick. So it's like, you don't, you know, I don't think Belichick would be good at tanking, even if he was trying. Because those habits from 2020 are going to, those habits that you instill in the team in 2020 are still going to be, those are those are going to be hard to break in 2021. So I think Belichick's going to be more involved. A guy who's probably a, a fanatical micromanager is probably going to even be more involved this year. Because the margin for error is so much smaller because he doesn't have the greatest quarterback of all time anymore. And because his reputation is... There's more on the line reputation-wise for him on top of that. Because this is 
the first year without Brady. This is, you know, God forbid my wife and I split up. Listen, the first the first chick I'm dating after my wife and I split up is not going to be anybody that I would remotely bring home to meet my mother. Let's just be clear here. All right? 25 and under. <laughs> you know, not, you know, this isn't, I'm not looking for a life partner. Okay? I'm looking for, you know, I'm looking for a shot in the arm. I'm looking for, I'm looking for some extra, extra mojo, extra juice. All right? I'm, I'm looking for, for the trophy. And Belichick's got to be looking the same thing. I mean, there's a reason Brady went to, and went with his and went to a team with as many weapons as the Bucks have, and was like pitching them on Comey because he's competitive. He wants to go show that he can do this without Belichick, and you know that Belichick is saying, "Yeah, okay, all right, we can do. I can do this without you. We got this. I got Stidham. I'll roll with Stidham." And he's saying it exactly like that because that's how Bill Belichick talks. Do you like that impression? Couldn't tell the difference, could you? So I don't think it matters necessarily that Sony Michelle only had a 3.7 yards per carry last season. I don't think it matters that James White only had a 3.9 yards per carry. You know, I'm I'm this this is Belichick versus the world. And in this scenario, listen, I'm gonna roll with fucking I'm gonna roll with Belichick. So no Broski Breeze and everybody else who's asking, the Patriots. They might not be good, but they're not tanking. And I'd lose a ton of respect along the way for Belichick if they if he did. Because if, like, he shouldn't need, right? The, the challenge of doing this without Brady should be enough for him. And again, if it's not, it would be weird. It would, like, fly in the face of everything that we think about Belichick. Because he's, I mean, the guy is a history buff. Generals and battles and all sorts of, she's like a military history buff. Like he knows, you know, the 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 things we do in life echo in eternity, right? To borrow a, a gladiator line. So he knows that like this season, more than any other season, is going to be one of the things we talk about when he retires there's going to be in order there's going to be the brady era the post brady era and then they might talk about the browns thing a little bit the fact that he was went 11 and 5 with that organization is mind blowing mind bottling and your mind gets all bottled up so yeah i think i think belichick is is more in tune just because of the way he dresses. We think maybe he doesn't care, but this guy is in tune with the historical aspects of the game and and the way he is perceived historically is important to him. And I can't imagine for one second that he wants to cede any ground. I think he's fine with it being 50-50 and, and Belichick was, you know, just as responsible as Brady was for the dynasty. But... I don't, I don't see him willing 
like rolling over and just saying, oh, yeah, this only works if I've got a great quarterback. So I'll just sit this year out and come back and get and, and, and get the quarterback I want in the draft. Because he might, listen, he might not even like those guys at the top of the draft. He might not even want. You might not prefer to have a guy that's that green coming into the league like that. Stidham at least has a year in the system. It's not a scenario where they're turning over their offensive coordinator or anything else. Stidham should know the offense. He's played in he played in a good conference in college. He's careful with the ball. I think this is I think I, I think if you're I think betting against Belichick, you know, listen, we talked about this yesterday. Stidham's not winning the MVP. I don't see that for one second. But could Belichick come out and win coach of the year this year? Absolutely. Absolutely. So Bills fans, I know you're expecting just to run roughshod all over the division. It still goes through Belichick. Dolphins, you guys are going to have a nice team this year, but this still goes through Belichick. Jets, we don't need to talk. We're good. You've got Adam Gaze as your coach. Get him next year. Thanks, guys. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.